Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. Guys, welcome back to the Agent Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella. I've got a special guest here joining us from Florida. Bo, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, not much, man. Just enjoying enjoying the weather. Yeah, you just told me you're out in near the Destin area. Yep, that's right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very jealous of you right now. Our weather's starting to change here, and uh, I don't know. I, I wish I could get my family to move out there, but it's not going to happen. So when it changes for y'all, it's a little bit worse. But when it changes here, like it dropped a few degrees, it's like unbelievable. It's like 79 here today. So we love it when it starts to change. Oh, man. So you've got a lot kind of going on. You've done a lot already in, in your business. Um, tell us a little bit about like the beginning stages of you getting into real estate, what that was like, why you got into real estate and all that. Right. Um, so right out of college, I started, I was playing sports. Um, and after that ended, I really didn't know what to do. Um, I've always been someone that, I mean, I don't like to be capped. I don't like, um, I know I couldn't work for somebody or, you know, have just a normal desk job. So this just kind of, kind of interested me in, and really the wealthiest people I ever knew growing up were in real estate. So that's always something that uh, kind of drew me to it. So after sports ended, I, I just looked into it, got my license. Um, I, I started selling. I also had a property management company I built and sold um a few years ago um so i did that simultaneously but just kind of transition from sports to this and it's kind of a, a parallel actually pretty similar as far as like training and and getting told no and uh you know practicing how to win and what to do so it really paralleled well so i just kind of just made the full switch and took all the energy i was putting into the football or into yeah into football to into this nice so you had said that you know in the beginning you got attracted to it because some of the most successful people that you knew were in real estate. Yeah. Those people yep. that like you had a close relationship with, or just like looking from outside, looking in like, wow, like this person's super successful type of thing. Kind of outside looking in, I really didn't have, you know, my, my dad did some stuff, you know, he's, he's doing, he's in, in it pretty heavy now, but I mean, he did some stuff and had some great success. And then, really just outside looking in, just kind of researching just because, um, you know, I knew sports wasn't going to last forever. And then just trying to figure out what you can do. And, and it's just, I always kept coming to that, you know, and seeing all sorts of models, how people have made money with it. So you started out, you said by getting your licensing at that moment, were you thinking like, I'm going to do a hundred percent agent business or were you thinking investing already at that point? Um, both right but i knew yeah you, you know i had to get the money first to get going right yep. and so i was always so my first goal investing was second right so my first goal is hey i want to run a want to be a successful agent and i want to run a successful team we also own the brokerage so i want to run a successful brokerage um and as that grew we started investing because we were making millions for our clients and i was like you know what i'm gonna get in on this and so that's when I started partnering and then doing some of our own stuff and just, but I had to build up the income first to be able to do that. So like you got in, where did you work? Like as soon as you got your license, I worked at a uh, little boutique company here. Um, 
and I was there for two years, and then we launched our own brokerage. Oh wow! Okay, so that was kind of a, a quick turn. So yeah, like tell tell me a little bit about your story, like first couple of years, kind of as as an agent, yeah. what that was like, what you were doing yeah. to get clients and all that good stuff. Yeah. So first year, um, I was just grinding the phones, calling, mailing, open houses, you know, trying to get business. My first deal came six months in from a walk-in. Um, that was our first deal. Um, in that first year, I mean, it's really, really tough, you know, but that first year, um, what year was that? Maybe 2014 or something like that. And, uh, we ended up doing 13 million that year. And so I just, I just kept leveraging what we've done and, um, you know, kept calling. And then the next year we doubled in production and then we doubled again and then we tripled. And then this year we're on pace to double last year. Um, so it's just kind of, we've just kind of kept stacking on and kept doubling. Um, but it's really just leveraging what we've done. And then, you know, people ask me how I got, how I got going as far as like getting listings and stuff. And I had, um, you know, a bunch of people tell you, no, Oh, it's your first year. I'm not going to give you this $3 million listing. It's $2 million listing, you know? So I ended up having to create my own inventory. So I would find dirt partner with a builder and bring an investor in and put the whole packages, run their numbers, show them their, you know, their return on it. And we do it and be a three or $4 million listing. And then, um, they would get their return on it. We would get the listing. We leverage it to get more. So really just create our own listing inventory. Nice. Yeah. So, um, let's elaborate a little bit more on that because I think that's yeah. like a lot of people, and I know you're in luxury. A lot of people want the luxury, right. but it's super competitive. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, you know, you're, you're calling people, you're hoping somebody's going to give you their million dollar house. Yeah. Yeah. So go with kind of like, I know you can't give us your full business plan, but like kind of step-by-step, like you said, you found dirt, right? So what, yeah. what, what's that process like? And then how did you hook up with the developers that, that were interested in doing that kind of stuff? Right. So um, you really had to gain market knowledge to kind of know, Hey, what would a new home sell for back in your numbers and then see if that, the land purchase makes sense. Right. And so we would, in areas we like close to these, um, close to these uh, little town centers we have. So we'd find dirt along here. We're doing it. We've got like, I don't know, 20 of them going right now. So we have a significant amount of them going still. Um, but we find the dirt and I would just call, you know, wealthy, wealthy people I knew. It's like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And people I just, I, I had connections with, you know, sphere of influence people. It's like, Hey, it looks like the return is going to be X. Um, we can buy the dirt for this building costs is this architecture fees, tap fee, all this stuff is this your return is, you know, 110% or whatever it is. And we do it and we would, but you know, it's a year and a half process. Um, but the return is pretty good. And then, then the downside of it, say we can't sell it, um, is really, you can rent it out because VRBO Airbnbs here are fantastic. So it's pretty much a 10%, uh, typically a 10% return, even if we had to keep it and hold it. Um, but the upside was so great of, of selling it. So there's really not a ton of risk in it. Yeah, no, I love that model. And, and it's interesting because I don't do luxury in my market. I do a lot of development. I do a lot of flipping and yeah. I don't do it. And I don't do it because I'm always afraid, like what happens if I've got this $2 million yep. property that I need to hold on to? And yep. you, you can't, you can't rent that out in my marketing and cash flow, but it's not, yep. I mean, you're, you're more of a, of a destination for people to, to vacation to and stuff like that. So right, right. have you ever, have you ever had any instincts where either 
you had to, to keep it as a rental or you chose to keep it as a rental because the numbers made more sense? No, just because, and we've looked at it, but just because the return's so great on the sales side, Yep. you know, like our margins are, um, you know, they're pretty large, you know? And so when you leverage the bank too, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty large. We've looked at a few of them, but, um, no, we've really, we've really sold them all. We, we, you sell them. I think the longest one we've held is, um, about 60 days. So we sell them pretty quickly because new, new construction here moves pretty quickly if it's priced correctly. So what percentage, and again, like, you know, you're billed as, you know, a luxury agent, yeah. what percentage of your inventory is coming from like you putting the a deal together versus like you knowing somebody who has a multi-million dollar house that wants to list with you? I would say we've got probably, I think we hold about 30 some listings right now. And I'd say probably listed that are um, projects, probably not many right now, four or five. But if you ask me last year, been you know, probably 30 to 50%. But I'll say next year, like I said, we have almost, we have 20 coming out of the ground right now total. Yeah. And so as those get completed, my inventory will trickle up and then there'll be majority of our development stuff. Yeah. And, and again, not to harp on this point too much, yeah. but like, you know, people always ask like, why should I, you know, know about investing or think about investing? And there's so many right. agents that want to do luxury and you uh -huh. kind of like combine the two, right? Because yeah. mm -hmm. you said, okay, I'm going to figure out like how to put a deal together. I'm going to put together a deal where investors are going to make money. And are yep. you, are you just listing those or are you cut in in any way, like on the profits? So when I first started, I would just put them together. Yep. Now, now I'm doing a bunch of them on my own or I'm a heavy investor in all of them. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's crazy. So like, I'm, you know, again, thinking about like this transition, right? So you go out, you get your license, you have no idea what you're doing, right? So you right. just start calling, you know, a bunch of random people yeah. and, you did that for six months. Yep. You didn't have, a, you know, a ton of success. Uh -huh. um, you know, at least your first deal didn't come for yep. six months, right? Right. Then you figure out a way to to learn about investing. And you talked about like obviously, you know, even looking for for lots or figuring out like what you can do with them that takes mm -hmm. expertise. Right. Um, you've got to be able to figure out like how to get those locks, how to acquire them yeah. um, for a good price that makes sense for people in the right market, how to value them, um, obviously right. what the construction costs are going to be. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're raising capital or working with people on the other end, getting those, mm -hmm. those listings together and then listing them. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. at that moment, and, and I don't know how long, you know, that's in, maybe that's like a year in or whatever, you're simply just at that point, like creating a luxury listing kind of, you know, uh, component yeah. to your business. Right. And then you take it a step further. Then you start partnering with people because you understand yeah. your value, which is another thing that agents like don't do enough of. They mm -hmm. bring deals to people and just say, hey, like if I if I can make, you know, five, 10, 15 grand on it, like I'm good. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't find a way to get cut into the deal. Right. Obviously, you know, you take it even a step further and say, okay, now that I've built up some capital or capital relationships and mm -hmm. some of these projects on my own, like I'm going to take some of the best deals that I do and do yep. them myself. Mm -hmm. So that's like yep. the full life cycle of just like starting as like an agent. And now you're an agent investor. 
And I don't even yep. know, like, do you consider yourself at this point, like more of an agent, more of an investor or like just a combination? Man, it's, it's a combination because I still love selling. We've got a team, you know, I have a team that works with me. I've got six agents that work with me, an assistant. Um, and so we are still very, very aggressive in the market. We're the leading yeah. sales team in the market. We'll probably, our team will probably do 500 million this year. So we're very, very aggressive on still getting listings um, and still competing on that. I would say my focus has been helping my team. And then a big part of my day is looking at my funds, where they're going, checking on projects, what we're doing. And so a bunch of my energy is actually spent on that, but we still have the team. We're still aggressive, you know, so it's, it's really a combo. Yeah. And I love asking people that question because a lot of times, like, and you know, this, this show, you know, focuses on really why every agent should invest in some capacity. And a lot of times what I hear from agents is like, well, I, you know, I can't do both. And, and almost every single person that I ever bring on, they say, mm -hmm. well, um, geez, like they're kind of like the same thing. Like you're, right. you're, you're, you're doing the same thing to, to, to invest that you are to be an agent. And it's like, yep. they both kind of like work together. 100%. Um, and if you, you know, you have to have a really good team to help you. So you don't drop any balls. Cause if you're, if you're focused on your investing stuff and dropping listing stuff like that, yep. you can't do it. You have to be able to handle it all. But like, I mean, you look at it the same, like you helping this person build, you know, this $4 million spec home that you're lifting inventory. It's the same thing. You can work on pre-selling it. You can advertise it pre-market. You can try to sell it in-house. You know, you can do all the stuff. So it's really the same. They really, they really shouldn't differ. Um, the only, the only thing that's different is just allocating your funds to it. And if you don't have any funds and you're just taking a management fee on it or something like that, you can get a 10% cut or whatever you want to do on that. However you structure with the developer. You know, that's the same way. Because if you, what I've learned, if you're successful and you get, you make these people money, like you're just going to keep doing it, right? And yep. it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to stop. Let's take a quick break from the episode. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincamerancoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. Yeah. And, and so that's just another huge like component that I see like benefit of like agents learning the investing game is like, you know, like it's one thing to have like a really good sphere and, and, uh -huh. and I'm, you know, a proponent of that. Like we've, we've got a real estate brokerage with over 300 agents in it. And wow. you want to you do business with friends and family for sure. No yeah. doubt. But the great thing about working with investors, like you said, it's like, they're going to buy and buy and buy and buy. And, yep. uh, you know, your, your friends and family, you know, they'll buy or sell a house every five to seven years, but like investors are just, it's just, they're making Probably. money. Give me more, you know? Yep. Um, yep. so you talked about like, you know, building out that team and you've mm -hmm. done a lot, like, I mean, 2014, I mean, that's seven years ago at this point. And seven that's, that's really like what you've done is tremendous in the, that's a short window. Right. Um, so how have you built out that team? Like, how have you structured it so that it both obviously benefits you and benefits the people on your team? Right. Um, so I guess that's going to be kind of, kind of year by year. So first year was just my, you know, myself. I had a guy I leaned on a little bit to kind of learn. So first two years, kind of just did it myself. We did $13 million that first year. I did, then I think I did $36 million the second year. Um, 
and then I decided to launch this franchise. I bought the the Ingle and Volkers for our franchise just because I saw what our market was doing, the the listing price. Um, and so I knew people wanted the international exposure, Wall Street Journal, all that kind of stuff. So brought that in. And then we went to, I think, 74 million our third year, brought on an assistant, um, full-time assistant. Then they started, started like trying to bring some people in on team, weren't the right fit. So then it was really when we boiled down to it, it was just still me and my assistant. And then um, the next year we did a hundred and I don't know what it was, maybe 130 million or something like that. And so I had an assistant, then I had two team members um, that were that were working with me, and they're still with me. And so it was really finding the right fit. And then, and when you start something about the team, when you start getting people on the team, when it starts when pride starts getting in the way with people and money, and it's just uh, when that stuff starts taking the forefront of the relationship, it just never works. So I had to find the right people then. So I had those two. Then the next year we did. I don't know, I think 180, grew the team a little bit more. So I had another, I had, I had two assistants switch, then quit, then one to sell. So I had to go through two assistants then. Um, then we switched the next year. We did 270, around 270 million last year. Um, I had a same assistant and four team members. Um, and then this year, one pays to 500, same assistant, and we've got 16 members. Yeah. Yeah. And the way we the way we structured is I just try to I try to let them I try to feed them. I try to, you know, help give them deals as much as I possibly can, help them leverage our numbers, leverage all our production, leverage everything to help get business. Yep. And I just you know, I just try to hand it off to them. And I really I really mainly focus on uh, you know, listings and my development stuff and investing stuff. Yeah. So, you know, what I heard in all that is the same story that like pretty much everybody who builds out any organization goes through. And most people like they look at you, they look at your numbers and they're like, wow, like he probably went exactly in a straight line. And especially with like building a team and people, it's always like you're going up, then you're going down then oh, yeah. you're going up oh, a yeah. little, then you're going down a little and then yeah. up a little. And it, yeah. that's just that's just how it is. And it sounds like even from the day that you started, like how you kind of thought about that team and how it was structured has changed yeah. a little bit. 100 percent. And you went through like the learning pains of kind of learning like who's a fit for me, who's not a fit. Yeah. It's all about just taking action and 100%. kind of just knowing that like you're gonna do that, you're gonna do uh-huh. that. But but at yep. the end, like it, what I heard every single time, every single year, you kind of went year by year. Is like by the next year, you were always up. But like yep. this person left, and that happened, and this happening. Yep. But but by the end, you were still up. So, yeah, but but you have to keep your mind. I have to keep my mind on this trajectory, no matter what's happened here. I just have to oh, keep yeah. my mind. Up. You know, that's the that's the thing. No matter what happens here, as long as I'm still, I know the goal, and I'm still driving it, and you're the driving force. Whatever happens here is whatever, but it'll always come back uh, if you keep, you know, if your tra- trajectory is still the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and um, you had mentioned, um, you know, you know how athletics fit in, and you know, yeah. I saw in your bio, I'm like, man, this guy played. I know you, you, you said not too long, but you played for the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. and you were talking mm-hmm. about sports. And I feel like the, the, a lot of the lessons you learn in sports, like you mentioned, are kind of relevant because it's like yep. you're always going to have somebody like trying to knock you down and yep. you got to just keep getting back up. Um, yep. And if you if you do, you're going to be you know pretty damn far ahead. Um, right. Right. So, so what would you say like 
to agents who are here listening and they're like, oh man, like, you know, he's done big volume, he's investing, he's doing all that stuff. And they're, mm -hmm. they're, they haven't started investing yet or done anything in the investing world. What would you say to them? You know, just start doing it. So it's, and we're still, you know, we're trying. So we're doing the luxury spec stuff. You know, I'm doing quite a few commercial projects right now as well. And we, I've just started getting into some of the long-term rental stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is get enough passive income, right. To, to take over any kind of income we're making doing, you know, our sales and all this kind of stuff. So if there is a dip, I'm just kind of insulating myself, you know, as much as I can. Um, so I would just tell them, just look at it, look at the numbers, look what, you know, what's going to give them financial freedom and try to do create that as they're selling because living just straight commission can be, can be tough, you know? Um, so if they can find some of those things that invest in that are a good deal, whether it's flipping, whether it's long-term commercial warehouse, you know, luxury specs, whatever it is, just find as much of that stuff as they can simultaneously as they're selling. So you talked about like the passive income goals. What type of yeah. properties are you looking to add to, to your portfolio? Man, really anything that makes sense. Like, uh, you know, we just completed a 20,000 square foot warehouse. That's been an extremely good deal for us. Um, you know, it's triple net. It's, it's a, it's been a really good one for us. Um, we bought a few new construction homes that are very well priced in a new community here that we're getting great lease rates on. Um, you know, I've made a few offers on apartments that, uh, haven't come to fruition. I'm trying to find a gas station, you know, all, all sorts of stuff, but we're really that anything that just makes financials, whether it's a business, whether it's, um, whether it's commercial, residential, anything like that, it's just anything that really makes sense that can help our net worth, that can help our passive income, all of that, it's anything that makes sense. Nice. And so what are your plans kind of like, where would you see yourself in, you know, a few years from now? Um, I'd like to keep on it, you know, keep improving, you know, I'm very, very goal oriented. So this year we want to hit our goal and the next year is going to be X. So I always want to keep striving to improve, you know, adding the right people, having the right culture, um, you know, so I definitely want to keep, keep going up, but I, I would think we probably venture into other markets. Um, I would think in the next few years and try to expand into some other places that um, some of our team members are passionate about. So probably looking at that and um, from our brokerage standpoint, you know, we've got uh, big goals to expand the brokerage as well and, um, you know, grow in other markets and add the right agents and stuff like that. Nice. So what's your biggest challenge as of right now? Because you've got so much stuff going on, so much, so much good stuff going on. Um, time and uh, time and balancing it all. Yeah. You know, I've got, a, I've got a very, very good assistant that helps keep everything, you know, going and everything like that. But, uh, you know, what I devote my energy to is a big, is a big thing, right? So, um just figuring out where I need to put it and the time to like do some of these development deals. Like there's a lot of research you got to do with some of it. So it's just really, I would say time and um, is my biggest thing right now. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, every entrepreneur's biggest struggle, right? Because if you're, if you're having success, um, a lot of things that you do work and then it's hard to say, which one should I put my time into? Right. So yeah, but, uh, but find the right find the right team members. Like, there's projects I think, man, this is a great deal, and I'll bring someone from my team in that I'm very close with. Like, hey, 
you run this, I'll give you a management fee on it, do some yeah. of the legwork on it, do some, and I'll just let him kind of run it and I'll be an investor with him, you know, but they, um, you know, so they can kind of get some, some money from it and they can help with it if, if they can have time because I can't put, devote that energy to it. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for, for taking the time today. Uh, you know, shared a lot, definitely doing some different stuff than a lot of our other guests. Um, I don't think I've ever really had anybody really focused on luxury, like land deals like that. And I think it's a unique perspective. It's something that, uh, you know, even for myself, I'm thinking about it. Like there are deals in my market that I could probably, that I come across that I should probably be working on in some capacity, maybe not flipping them, but even just brokering them. Um, right. Right. Um, but yeah, I want to, you know, I know your time's valuable and you shared a lot of great stuff and I want to thank you for coming on today. Man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you guys having me on. All right, guys, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Asian Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Agent Investor and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.